0: and give you the skills and confidence to get the score you want on your MCAT test day. Learn more about Blueprint MCAT at blueprintprep.com MCAT. A collaboration between the medical school headquarters and Next Step Test Prep, the MCAT podcast is here to make sure you have the information you need to succeed on your MCAT test day. We all know that the MCAT is one of the biggest hurdles you'll face as a pre-med, and we're here to give you the motivation and information that you need to know help get you the score you deserve so you can one day call yourself a physician. This is a sad day in the MCAT podcast world. Not because we're done with the MCAT podcast, but because we're done with Next Step Test Prep, full length 10. We've been doing this podcast, this breakdown of full length 10 for about a year. And hopefully going over all of these passages, all of these discrete questions, all of these answers, both right and wrong, will help you understand what it's like to take an MCAT exam. What it's like to learn how to break down each question, how to break down each passage. We're gonna finish up here with our fourth set of discretes for Psych Clara, we made it. Next it step, is. test prep full length 10 is coming to a close.
1: Absolutely. Um, We just have three discrete questions left. So here's our final fourth set of discreets and then we'll be all done.
0: It's uh, been a long journey. I didn't go back. I should have gone back and looked when we actually started these full lengths uh, or this full length. You actually weren't even with us (laughs) when we started. We still had Brian. We started, I'm looking now, Uh, full length 10. We started... June sixth, twenty eighteen. So, it, wow, uh, exactly almost a year ago. This this took up a year <laughs> of podcasts.
1: <laughs> well, it should you know a full length is really important. Take a full year to review it. <laughs>
0: yeah, I, hopefully students don't take a full year to review their full lengths. Uh, but we uh, we we took our time to get through these. So it's been it's been fun, and I really really hope that students can listen to this as they're going through their full length. And uh really gets a ton out of everything that we're teaching each question uh answer by answer question by question absolutely all right, so we're finishing up with discretes here. Why don't you uh lead off here? I'll give you the the final the final <laughs> lead to to go here
1: All right, our first one is question fifty seven In a survey of HIV status, a female clinic patient was asked, how much control do you feel you have over whether you contract HIV? She responded, I have no control over whether I'm infected by HIV. If I become infected, it'll be due to a higher power having a plan for me. Which of the following best describes this participant's belief? A, self-fulfilling prophecy. B, self-efficacy. C, internal locus of control. Or D, external locus of control. Oh, mm,
0: a higher power. So, I mean, to me, that seemed so the higher power one, I think, throws off or could potentially throw off people, maybe, uh, because I'm thinking self-fulfilling prophecy is like, oh, higher power, it's it's going to happen uh so i think that may be a common wrong answer potentially but it's it to me it's external locus of control like it's not in my control in my control would be internal locus of control this is uh, external so i'd go with d here
1: you're right on both counts actually
0: oh okay
1: (laughs) yeah d was right and a was a super tempting wrong answer
0: yeah I, I, like, I like trying to figure out why students get the wrong answer too. And so I just, that higher power one is like, oh shoot, like this is some religious thing that I was supposed <laughs> to know about. Like people who are religious, they, it must it, it's not external locus. It must be something different. Oh.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. oh yeah, yeah. You see that and you think, oh prophecy, that sounds great. But yeah, self-fulfilling prophecy would have been a case where uh, a person's own beliefs kind of cause this prophecy or cause this um, thing to come true. Yeah. So uh that's not happening here. For for one, we have no idea if this patient will become infected by HIV. Uh, so what it really is is that external locus of control where she believes that she really doesn't have any control. Um, it's just all these external forces that do. Yeah.
0: Okay. All right. Question fifty-eight. Parents who do not support gender nonconformity are more likely to have children who a maintain a fluid gender identity subject to self negotiation. B, are less subject to parental coding of toys as masculine or feminine. C, have stricter views on gender identity and roles. Or D, are more likely to craft identities that maintain their self-esteem. All right, so we have to go to the definitions here. So they do not support gender nonconformity. So, gender nonconformity, I'm assuming, is saying, "Hey, like, you don't have to be strictly male or female," um, mm-hmm. or and or maybe like blue isn't for boys and pink isn't for girls, um, in that way. So, so parents do not support that, and so they're more likely to have children who, um. Answer choice C seems to be the only one that fits with that because the other ones fit with more gender nonconformity, like fluid gender identity and the parental coding and are more likely to, more likely to craft identities that maintain their self-esteem. That seems to be more gender nonconformity than not. And so I mm-hmm. pick C. Perfect. Oh, yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah, that was not not that tough really you you yeah.
0: know you know you always you always <laughs> knock me down when i get one. it right you're like oh that's an easy one
1: <laughs> no you gotten some really hard ones right sure <laughs> but this one you're but you're right with your your approach right like three of these are similar one of them stands out as being different and a c is our answer there because that gender nonconformity, um referring to uh this uh acceptance of of someone not conforming to these classic like masculine and feminine gender roles mm-hmm. uh if these parents don't support this then um their children at least at first tend to follow in their parents footsteps so they they are also going to be um having these stricter views on gender identity
0: and then they rebel later in life
1: they do <laughs> <laughs> sometimes
0: all right last question
1: all right 59 an individual with Broca's aphasia would most likely have difficulty with a producing language, b comprehending language, c fine motor skills, or D breathing.
0: Oh, so with my wife being a neurologist, she's gonna get really mad at me that I don't remember <laughs> Broca's aphasia. I know it's it's either A or B um either producing language or comprehending language. Um, Broca's aphasia and I forget the other, the other term. So one of them is you can't understand language and the other, the other one is you can't produce it. Um, uh, which obviously is, is the two <laughs> answer choices there. Uh, if I remember correctly, Broca's is, uh, Oh, Wernicke's is the other one. Correct. Mm-hmm, that's Uh, correct. see, so, so I get some credit there. Uh, so Wernicke, Wernicke is comprehending, I believe, and Broca is producing. So I'm going to say a producing. Correct. Oh,
1: <laughs> all right. <laughs>
0: nice. Allison will be <laughs> proud. Um, oh, yeah. so Wernicke's aphasia is you can't comprehend it. Do you have a good mnemonic that goes with that?
1: Oh, you know, I I feel like students always have different mnemonics here. So with Wernicke's aphasia, I've had a lot of students who remember Wernicke's equals trouble comprehending. When they think, oh, the word Wernicke like is a little bit of a longer word, is kind of harder to understand. Um, so Wernicke's is trouble comprehending. Whereas Broca's, you know, anyone can read that word of Broca, but when you say the word Broca, it's sort of this emphatic, like sort of, you know, very. Intense, like syllables. It's it's not great, um, mm-hmm. it, but it, it's only two things that you have to remember. <laughs> so if you can remember even one little thing about the word Wernicke or the word Broca that helps you, then then you're good to go.
0: All right, there you have it—a bittersweet end. I think that's the right word, the right phrase to finishing up Next Step Test Prep Full Length Ten. But have no fear, if you want more of this fun, we will be back again next week for more. Next Step Test Prep thoughts and tips and tricks and questions because they have a ton of questions. Did you know they have a bank? You can you can get a bank and answer lots of questions. But if you want more full-length exams, Next Step Test Prep has the best full-length exams out of every third-party test prep company out there. That includes everyone, right? There's lots of test prep companies out there. The AMC has the gold standard full-length exams, but you only get three scored exams. Next Step has 10 of them. Go to nextsteptestprep.com, use the promo code MCATPOD to save 10%. And you will be one of many students who email me letting me know that Next Step full-length exams help them set them on the right course to getting the score that they need to get into medical school. Hope you have a great week. We'll see you next time here on the MCAT Podcast.